0: Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATP. I'm Erin Fraser.
1: And I'm Matt Bose. In this Netflix and Dill episode, we're discussing Amazon Prime's new mystery thriller, Potalock, in which a dogged inspector tries to unra- unravel why a group of four seemingly unlinked people tried to murder a popular TV news journalist.
0: Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands, First Nation, and Métis people. Uh, we'll also give a, a bit of a content disclaimer at this point as this well. The show's got it all. This show is rather dark. Does it and- have drug
1: use? I don't know if there's drug use, but consistent violence throughout, often against trans women, uh, violence against everybody, murder. Mm-hmm.
0: Sexual assault. Sexual
1: assault. Yes. Pretty rough stuff.
0: It's a rough show, so some of these things might come up in our discussion. and so
1: Yeah, if, if you-, you can't <laughs> handle the discussion... You would not like to watch this show. I yes. would recommend not watching this.
0: And if you'd prefer not to listen to a discussion of some of these issues, then uh, please listen to a different episode. Yeah.
1: Give this one a miss.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, so, Matt, <laughs> where we, we're to begin? I guess, first of all, when we chose to do this episode and discuss this show...
1: Like two weeks ago.
0: Yes. Yeah. Two weeks ago from when we're recording... Um, a lot in the world has happened, mm-hmm. and it's been pointed out that in in our entertainment, in the media, cops are often the protagonists of of stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes sense. Cops shows right? they leave it. Yeah. They
1: supposedly leave it. Lead an exciting existence. They uh, investigate crimes. Yeah. They um, you know chase people. Yeah. It makes for exciting television.
0: Now that's. That's been problematic for a long time. Yeah, uh, but it's especially problematic now in a time when people are protesting the police—a protest that we we align ourselves with, that we agree with.
1: They're protesting police brutality, which, yes. if you've seen, even Little Singham beats people up. <laughs> like, I'm trying—I can't think of any sort of uh, uh, Hindi cop adjacent thing or cop like. Main character thing, that isn't full of violence at the least and corruption at all levels of power at the most.
0: Yeah, even even in a show like Delhi Crime, which has a very kind of realistic procedural aspect to it, uh, shows the cops engaging in some brutality.
1: Yeah, torturing uh, people to get you know confessions mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and really. I think when we talked about uh, Chubal Pandey and the Dabang movies, mm-hmm. like, he's a fascist, right? Yes. He uses power given to him by the state for his own benefit. Mm-hmm. And he beats people up and does all kinds of horrendous stuff. And he's the good guy in those movies.
0: Yes. It's, it, it's something we have found problematic in Hindi cinema for a long time something that I've been deeply uncomfortable with, and that discomfort hasn't gone away with recent world events, and so we should say that we're recording this kind of while protests around the world for um, BLM, for Black Lives Matters, mm-hmm. are taking place and the desire to, and and, and the rallying cry to, to defund the police mm-hmm. um, because of um, some recent police death, police Brutality deaths, murders, Mm -hmm. most notably that of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it doesn't feel great to be talking about a show right now where a police officer is the protagonist.
1: Yeah. And someone on Twitter was wondering, is there a show where police are in it consistently, but they're not the main character? And usually the sort of gravity associated with the position makes it so that they're the main character, mm-hmm. right? It could be law and order where it's half half them and half the district attorney's office. But usually if cops are involved, it centers on them. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, it does... Um, there's probably three or four fairly important police characters. And I would say that Jideep Alawat's character is probably the protagonist, I guess. We spend yeah, the most time with him. I think he is. And, um, you know, he's fighting against a force that doesn't care for him and he, he needs this uh, this case to, you know, get ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, even for a show that wants to interrogate things, it does center around a crime story with a cop protagonist.
0: Yeah, though I will say I don't think the show is entirely positive about the police and no police it definitely it. is not um so it is 100 <laughs>
1: percent negative about the police i would think even at all levels too because the ips and then the cbi are mm-hmm. kind of implicated in some stuff and um the police station that uh, Alawat runs is kind of rinky dink and mm-hmm. you know they're they're passing their frustrations on to passerby let's say
0: yeah, so at the very least, we're not discussing a piece of propaganda like the DePong films.
1: Yeah, I don't think this has propaganda in mind.
0: No, no, but we we do want to put it, that... It is
1: interrogating the idea of propaganda, yes. actually.
0: I, I, yes, 100%. We do want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it's a weird time to be talking about cops.
0: Yes, yes. And also that, you know, we we are...
1: We're with the movement. Yeah. All cops are bastards. And if there is a national cinema that reflects this more than anything I've ever encountered in my entire life, it is Hindi cinema. Even the good cops are still bastards.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, All right. Should we get into the show?
1: Sure.
0: Okay. Why don't you set it up for us, Matt?
1: Okay. So, Patalok came out on May 15th, 2020, and it means underworld. There's a metaphor of Svarga dharti and Patil, Heaven, Earth, and Hell, for the different levels of people in uh, Indian society. Uh, the show is created by Sudip Sharma, who uh, worked on Sanchiriya, Uttar Punjab, and NH10. And it was produced by He Anushka- the scripts. Yeah. Scriptwriter. Yeah. And it was produced by Anushka and Karna Sharma, who also uh, did NH10. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: so um, it's Anushka Sharma and her brother, their company, Clean Slate Films.
1: I think we've watched everything this, this company's put out, because we did a whole episode on it.
0: We did, yes. We yeah. have a whole episode on Anushka Sharma and Clean Slate Films, uh, in which we talk about NH10 and Pari, which has a connection to the show as well. And
1: Filari, which, you know, I, th- I think fondly on Filari. I think I, it's pretty good.
0: I love Filari; It's delightful. So, yeah, we strongly encourage listening to that episode as well.
1: Yeah. Anushka Sharma... You make good TV and movies.
0: This is the first thing, from my understanding, that Clean Slate Films has done that she has not starred in.
1: Yeah, And it makes sense, because yeah.
0: there isn't really a role for her. I guess she could play like the younger female journalist.
1: Yeah, that seems kind of like a small role for her, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the Radhika Apte role.
1: <laughs> it is the Radhika Apte role. Uh, if this was on Netflix, she would be doing that yeah. role. Yeah. Um, So, uh, it's directed by Avinash Arun and uh, Prosed Roy, who did Pari, which, you know, another sort of surprising genre take, I Mm -hmm. think. Actually, all of her stuff has been pretty Mm genre-focused. Like, Pari's a horror movie. NH10 is arguably a horror movie, more of a thriller movie. Uh, Falari is a romance that has some... um, paranormal aspects mm-hmm. and i think actually is pretty interesting in how it talks about the uh, the massacre uh i think it was, was the Sikh massacre i'd have to yeah. look up the name of it yeah. but looking at that massacre that happened in the 20s and then this which uh is again kind of playing with genre this is a crime show but it it, it goes all over the place and i might say it are you ready This is the closest that Indian TV has come to the Wire that I've seen.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's fair because the way that this that this show follows different levels of
1: of society.
0: Yeah, society. Uh, It's not because in the Wire it's the drug trade and then also eventually like newspapers and schools. But this this has the same yeah the same kind of focus on on yeah on kind of showing the interest kind of cross-cutting this part of society and, and I could see the concept going bare. on and doing
1: another season like yeah you could probably have another sort of um, big mystery at the center but looking at different people's reactions and the it.
0: way that this is about the media reminds me of
1: that season that was all about newspapers yeah the fifth season so yeah like I think this show is actually pretty brilliant mm-hmm. and um, more so than Family Man which is more comedy and Mirosaphor which is more like the Sopranos but kind of shitty uh, and uh, Sacred Games, which is also good, but like is gangster and cop and kind of religious.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess this is that's the closest one to this would be uh,
2: I Sacred think Games. So, yeah, but that
1: also has kind of the the thriller narrative of uh, uh, Saif Ali Khan has to stop uh, Mumbai being destroyed. Didn't want to spoil it. Uh, so this is uh, loosely based on a novel by Tarun Tujpol, uh from 2010 called The Story of My Assassins.
0: And we should say that he is not a good man. Yeah, apparently, <laughs>
1: but, kind of an asshole.
0: Yes, he—he's—he's he's been accused, and I believe, convicted of sexual assault. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So,
0: luckily, this is loosely based. We're
1: a death in the author house here, so. Um,
0: when we need to be,
1: when we need to be. <laughs> uh, so the show stars Jai Balawat, Gul Panag, uh, Bodhisattva Sharma, Ishwak Singh. Niraj Kabi, Swastika Mukherjee, Abhishek Banerjee, Jagjeet Sandhu, Asif Khan, and Marembaam Ronaldo Singh. And, like I said, uh, it uses this uh, metaphor of the class structure with uh, uh, Heaven, Hell, and Earth. Mm-hmm. And it's also released to universal critical acclaim. Everyone really likes this show.
0: Yeah, understandably so. It's very good.
1: And I'm sure, I was talking to Parth about this, on DM a while back. I'm sure that there is a ton of mythological stuff that we're not getting.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
1: Like we have, we've seen the Ram and Sita story done so many times and the Mahabharata comes up occasionally. And there was that animated one, Arjun, right. Mm-hmm. And I've read some of the Bhagavad Gita, but there's some stuff in here that, yeah, it's going to be a richer experience if you know all that, all that going in.
0: Yeah. There's, there's some metaphors for sure. Yeah, including one from the Mahabharata.
1: Yeah, so uh, do you want me to set up the story, or do you want to do it?
0: Uh, no, you can go ahead.
1: Okay, so um, there is a crime that is committed that kind of boggles the imagination, where four people in a car are are driving and they attempt to assassinate a TV news journalist played by Niraj Kabi, who gotta say, that guy is. Like rapidly growing in the ranks of like amazing character actor who anytime he shows up, I'm just like, hell yeah.
0: Yeah, he's in a uh, ship of thesis.
1: Yeah, the ship of theseus. Yeah, uh, heard nothing but good stuff about I, that, which
0: we still haven't seen. We should really catch up with it.
1: Yeah, so he plays As,
0: a um, he's in a many other yeah, things, but including that's, Sacred Games. Yeah, but that's one of the things that I really want to see.
1: He's a great sort of um, Dudley Smith villain in Sacred Games, and this one. I would argue he's a different kind of villain. He's also not great for society. He is a high-profile journalist named Sajiv Mehra, who, um, and yes, if you live in India, you'll get this more, but as I understand it, India TV journalism is basically Fox News and CNN. It's like people arguing with each other on TV mm. and just shouting and...
0: That's what it always looks like in the movies.
1: Yeah. And then you add to that this sort of British tabloid obsession with uh, crime and also celebrities. And it's kind of a, a stew of uh, nationalist propaganda as well.
0: Yeah. So, Our news is just old men sitting behind a desk going, yeah. today. And
1: that's that's the kind of day it was today, folks. That's <laughs> yeah. that's Lloyd Robertson.
0: <laughs> that's exactly yeah. that's
2: exactly what it is.
1: Yeah. We've, we've had some scandals in the journalistic realm. Um, but uh, not not this kind of thing. Because this is definitely like inflaming passions, getting people mad about small stuff so they can ignore big things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And Sanjay Mera, when it starts, is he's kind of on the skids. He's not doing that too well anymore. But these four people trying to kill him sort of revitalizes his career as he's able to um, make a case that his journalism's too dangerous and someone wanted to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who are these people? Well, we've got Abhishek Banerjee as uh, Vishal Hathoda Tiagi, who is a psychopath who loves dogs.
0: <laughs> yes, and this uh, this actor
1: started off as a casting director. Is a director.
0: casting director, uh, and he's he's done like he he was the casting director of this show Pato Lock. He did Secret Superstar, Toilet Ekprankatha. Uh, the dirty picture no one killed Jessica it's uh
1: We've seen every single one of those.
0: Yes, I mean he's he's done some other shows well. I I only named off the ones that Smart. that, that we've seen. He had a he had a role in uh Filari and In Street but uh Was he Yeah, this this Was
1: he Ayushmann Khurrana's buddy in Filari or Maybe someone's brother. Maybe he was Anishka Sharma's brother. Because I remembered his face. He has a very distinctive face.
0: He does have a distinct face. Yeah. I'm not too sure. We'd have to uh, look that up. uh, He's great on this show. And he was Compounder in Mirzapur.
1: Uh, Right. The guy who, yeah, that's where I thought I was kind of ripping off Gangs of Wasapur by having like a weird math term for Uh, a guy? Yeah,
0: he's he's fantastic. Yeah, he and was. terrifying. He
1: was Muna's buddy who was a psycho in that, too, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah, they killed that guy in the bathroom, if mm-hmm. I remember right. But in this, he's also playing a psycho. <laughs> yeah. um, he does not talk very much at all. And we might put a spoiler warning on later on, because the mystery of these four people is really interesting, mm-hmm. and we might want to talk about it a bit. So I'm going to try and talk around it. Uh, we've got uh, Jagjit Sandhu as Tope Singh. He's he's connected to a bit of a um, a Black Widow type character who influences a bunch of people in the show. Asif Khan plays Kaviram. He's the carjacker, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's Muslim. Yeah,
1: he's a Muslim guy. And then we also have uh, Myron Ronaldo Singh as Mary Lindo. So, uh, or Chini. Or Chini, yeah. Trans woman character. And
0: Notably... Played, played by, by a trans woman. actress. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Now we've we have does not happen it often. It doesn't happen often. Obviously, you know there was Neri Singh in Kalikandi and Mom, but for the most part, a lot of the transgender characters that we've seen in in movies and shows, um, I think of Cuckoo in Sacred Games, have been played by cisgender Actors. At least if
1: they're important characters. there's. I think yeah. there was the trans woman in uh, Mirzapur who they used to move drugs around. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting for a top-level actress. It's good that they're actually representing correctly.
0: And it's important. It's, yeah. I, it's important to have transgender actors and actresses playing transgender characters.
1: With that in mind, though, um, I mean, if you're... The sort of person who's disturbed by trans people getting beaten up and uh, brutalized, well, this show definitely has that because mm-hmm. it, it is a prestige Indian uh, drama, so it's going to come up at some point.
0: And that's what you said while we were watching it. You know, Yes, on one hand, it's commendable that they have a trans character and that they really want to discuss trans issues, but we're also still subjected to seeing this trans character beat up quite brutally mm-hmm. throughout the show. Um, and that is hard to watch, Because the show wants to discuss... Be realistic. Yeah. Yeah, it wants wants a certain level of realism. And it also wants to discuss the issues that trans people face. It does feel earned.
1: It's unflinching. it
0: would be nice if we had more positive portrayals of trans characters in the media. Not just in Indian cinema and TV. Not just in Bollywood. But in movies and TV shows around the world.
1: Yeah, and I'll say that Asif Khan playing Kabir M, I don't think we actually ever learned his last name. He's also brutalized by the cops quite a bit. Um,
0: This show is is very deep. It's interested in people who are
1: on the fringes. On the
0: fringes, thank you. In in people who um, are overlooked. People who face bigotry. People who uh, do not make up the majority.
1: So, these four would be in patalog They're in the underworld. Yeah. In um, the Earth portion, you find the cops and their uh, families. So, Jai Deepalawat, I probably would say is the main character I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. He plays Ram Chowdhury, who is the cop who, basically this case of the four people trying to kill Sanjeev Mara falls in his lap because he's in kind of an outer borough police station and they're caught out on a on a, a highway, on a bridge, mm-hmm. and he's the closest one. He's been on the force for 15 years, can't really catch a break, hasn't really had a big case. He thinks, this is the one. It's going to put me over the top. Uh Gul Panag plays his wife, uh, Renu, who, probably one of the weaker characters on the show, unfortunately. Yeah. She kind of gets suckered into a scheme by her no-good brother um, and most of the time just wonders, where's Hathi Ram. And, oh, also the worst character on the show, Bodhisattva Sharma. That's uh, his son. Yeah. Who does what dumb teenagers do in these sorts of shows, which is, like, get involved in a similar sort of conflict on their scale, and then it intersects with the adult world. He was bad. I didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Not as a character. I just thought he was just poorly put together. Uh, but Ishraq Singh plays Imran Ansari, who's uh, Hatharam's uh, partner. I guess part. I don't know if they have partners so much, but, mm-hmm. like... They're they're friends. He's taking the test to go to the IPS instead of um, being on the Delhi police. Mm -hmm. And I think this is almost like in Canada if you could take a test to join the RCMP Mm. if you were a city cop. Yeah. Which maybe there is a way to do that. I don't know. But it seems like a step up. It's a way to become an officer, which Hathuram Chaudhary has been kind of moldering in this spot. He becomes jealous of uh, Ishwak Singh.
0: And it's notable that he's Muslim. Yeah. Because he faces, um, there's a lot of comments made about how, oh, you know, he's kind of...
1: The diversity hire.
0: Yeah, he's a diversity hire and like an exemplar for his religion. Yeah, the the commissioner says something something like that, right?
1: The commissioner says like, oh, you're doing a great job for your people.
0: Yeah. And so I think it's important that we see both a Muslim character who is being persecuted for his religion and another one who's being singled out for his religion in a different way, that he's kind of receiving what some perceive as a special treatment because of it, um, though he himself doesn't feel great about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then him and Kabiram kind of have a... Conversation Like, you know, it sucks for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like we said earlier, there's the heaven portion. That's Sanjeev Mera and his wife, uh, Swasaka Mukherjee. Who, she's incredible. In she's this. really good. She, she's
0: incredible in this. She yeah. has a deep anxiety problem. Something, you know, something that I could relate to. She's, she
1: portrays that really well.
0: She's so good. She's, yeah, she's deeply, deeply angli- anxious. She does not have her anxiety together whatsoever and she she's falling apart like or on the verge of falling apart in so many scenes and mm-hmm. I think Swastika Mukherjee plays the role with so much empathy that you just you really you really feel for this woman
1: yeah we also didn't mention her name earlier but Niharika uh, Lyra Dutt would be the um, Radhika Abdi <laughs> who is a uh, journalist at um, Mera's channel who wants to move up in the ranks and like crack some real cases, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, the, the relationship there kind of reminded me a bit of uh, Rachel McAdams and Harrison Ford in Morning Glory.
1: That's a really, ex- <laughs> you reference because you just watched that for Trash Hour in the Movies. Yeah. And I didn't actually watch it, so I can only assume you're right.
0: But it's a bit darker.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I assume so. And
0: Rachel McAdams and Harrison Ford don't hook up. She's too busy hooking up with Patrick Olson.
1: Yeah. So, what we learned... What can we
0: say? Dreamboat.
1: Patrick Wilson, <laughs> a.k.a. Night Owl, pretty great. Yeah. I like Patrick Wilson. He's good in The in the co- uh, Conjuring, too. Yeah. Um, so the the four people who would try to assassinate the journalist, we get pretty in-depth looks at their backstories. Yeah. We don't get a ton on kabir M, but, yeah, we do. We, we see mm-hmm. a riot, and we see Top Singh's backdrop. and Which is
2: so dark.
1: They're all dark. They're and all dark. Essentially, what this show insinuates is that these four kids, basically, like they're not—they're in their twenties. Yeah. But you see them as children or teenagers. They are—they're they're <laughs> like they were born under the wrong sign. They had no way of getting out of their circumstances from birth. They were stuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Top Singh is kind of in a—he's uh, in a in a caste problem. Yeah. It, where he lives, there's one caste that's in charge, and he is definitely not that caste.
0: Yeah. He's of lower caste.
1: Yeah. And Vishal Tagi is specifically said to have been born under a bad sign, and that a demon will ruin his life. Yes. And he kind of ends up with another uh, cast group who is sort of doing like banditry uh, out in the out in the. I think it's UP is where he's from, Mm -hmm. but like it's another cast struggle that he's stuck into. And I don't know if I really need to explain to you how badly it is to have a like a trans woman character. That is a very difficult uh, way to live your life. It's it's tough, and well, yeah. she has the toughest because she's abandoned at a train station as a small child.
2: Yes, and she
0: grew up. Um, she's a slum kid. She grew up in, in the slums. Yeah, and it's. I was really impressed with the use of pronouns mm-hmm. in 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 the sections about Chinny's story. Uh, her her closest friend is very clear. To use her and she when he talks about Chinny in the present tense. Mm -hmm. But when he talks about Chinny in the past, he does use he or him sometimes. Yeah. And also, characters who don't respect Chinny's gender um, and don't respect who she is, they will also use he and him pronouns. Until they
1: change their mind and decide to, you know, start paying attention.
0: Yeah, change their mind or until they, yeah develop some empathy. empathy. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I just... And, and I don't know. It's um, good subtitles, too. Yeah, obviously we don't speak Hindi, but that came across really well in the subtitles, the importance of pronouns, and using the correct one. And I just thought it felt very clear and deliberate.
1: Yeah, and Kabiram, his uh, family was involved in an anti-Muslim riot, and his brother was killed in front of him. I guess this is somewhat spoilers, but <laughs> I, I don't think it's spoilers for the actual show. No. Like, for the actual present-day mystery, but... Like these four kids were, they had no chance whatsoever from birth. Mm-hmm. They're never going to ascend to Earth, much less heaven, and it's pretty depressing.
0: It is, but this was really gripping. Mm-hmm. We watched this very almost quickly. in one day. Yeah, almost in one day, and just that that central mystery of why are these why are these four people together, and why were they trying to assassinate this journalist? Really kept our attention and i just i just needed to i needed mm-hmm. to know what the mystery was what the reveal was going to be i needed to to understand what was happening
1: and it's very satisfying
0: and it is very satisfying yeah it's it's a tight i didn't call it either a tight mystery it's it's a really good thriller and and these characters yeah i think you really it's interesting because from the get-go, I think you kind of like Neeraj Kabi's character. Yeah, and you—he dis- seems cool—and you dislike some others. And over the course of the show, that gets spun on its head. The more mm-hmm. you understand about these people, the more your attitudes towards them change.
2: Yeah,
1: walk a mile in another man's moccasins—that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think Judy Balawat—I don't think he carries the show, but he's one of the strongest players. Mm-hmm. So his character, frustrated cop, um, he eventually has to kind of take the case in a new direction, and you see him grow. And he's not exactly—he's not Sherlock Holmes. No. He has to kind of brute force his way through a lot of investigation. But I like that kind of character.
0: You also—it's—it's
1: s- a, a hard-boiled kind of character. Like, yeah, they're not—they're not, they're not going to put the mystery together right away. But they're going to, you know, find out who does know and beat it out of them
0: yeah and you also see him
1: but that t- plays into the police brutality thing,
0: yeah yeah and you also see him having kind of a disregard for the institution that he works for mm-hmm. um, and he goes he goes quite rogue.
1: <laughs> I think he does get screwed over though yeah he his superiors don't recognize they don't care about him and they they're trying to set him up to fail they're you know seeing if another branch could take this over, but he's determined to make it work
0: mm-hmm the show is so well written like I said it's it's absolutely gripping and the performances are are f- phenomenal
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I, 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 I other than the wife and son I can't really point to a weak performance in the bunch yeah um, and Maybe the wife and son. The
1: wife's okay. You don't get a lot with her.
0: Do you know what it is? Those two characters just feel the most cliched.
1: Yes, it's the ones, like, the son gets in trouble because he doesn't respect his yeah. dad.
0: And the wife wants her husband to kind of climb the ranks more than he's able to. So.
1: It's also, since we just watched this, like, almost immediately after watching The Family Man, where the children are not as big of a deal in that, but I think they're handled well. And the wife character is very good in that. Oh, very good. So she kind of suffers in comparison.
0: Yeah, I think those two characters feel the most cliched. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there there's nothing. It's interesting because as the story unravels and the the crime unravels, nothing about that is cliched, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated. It went in directions that I wasn't necessarily expecting.
2: Yeah. Uh, That's where some of the mythological me. stuff comes up too.
0: Yeah, yeah, which yeah, that really impressed me, and it didn't get kind of, you know, I think for some, the places where sacred games go, goes it's might a little be bit over the top. might be too much and a little bit over the top. This still feels very kind of grounded.
1: Yeah, it's it's something that could have actually happened. Yeah, and it plays on to, you know, coincidences and. It's not like grand ulterior plans a lot of the time. Sometimes it's just, you know, a, a freakish accident or just someone having a bad day. That's the kind of thing that leads to big change when you think about it. You don't actually – you might step away afterwards and see all these links together, but it, it, it might not be a big conspiracy. Your, your troubles might just be, you know, compounded by life just eating away at people. Mm-hmm. That was really depressing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not a happy show. No. Um, what did you think of the show's kind of depiction of the of news media? I think and news media's role and responsibility in society, if it has one.
1: I also thought that uh, um, Sarah Matthews, uh, the aspiring journalist character, she's a great character. She's good, but it's also kind of a cliched situation. Oh,
0: she, but I think she puts that cliche on, turns that cliche. It on takes a pat- little
1: while, The yeah, first bit of just like, okay, I've seen this before. But she gets there.
0: She, I, I, and she, she becomes, does start out as a cliché character. I agree with that.
1: But I think I said by the end that, like, for those of you who have seen The Wire, like, she's real police. <laughs> <laughs> and Sanjeev Mara is not real police. He's a figurehead who goes on TV and uh, puffs up his own ego. Yeah. But, like, he's not an investigative journalist. She is. She's actually looking to do news as opposed to be a celebrity. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, it it shows that TV news is not really worth much. Honestly, it uh, it might tell you the news of the day, but it'll skew it in such a way that you'll end up believing what they want you to. Mm-hmm. So that's not too far off from my understanding of American and other countries' TV news. We don't have cable, so when we say you know Lloyd Robertson et cetera, that's probably like five six years ago. I don't even know if he does the Peter national. Peter Yeah. Ian Hanna-Mansing, I think he does the National, but like we don't watch the news
0: Yeah, no, we read the news
1: Yeah, we read it on Twitter or uh, there's a couple of YouTube channels I like that do stuff, but it's We also
0: read actual, like, newspaper Sometimes. We, newspaper we, we, articles yeah, yeah, we read actual newspaper articles
1: It's also speaking to how um, news media is fractured so much and it's turned into such small organizations, so... There's a channel I like. It's called Internet Today. It's on YouTube. They do like video game tech, and now they're doing all the uh, unrest in the states. Mm-hmm. But they're still doing it with their jokes, and they like they have a very specific. It's all
0: become personality based.
1: Yes. Well, they have a very that specific name. stream that they aim towards, and there isn't really, you know, there isn't a Walter Cronkite anymore. There isn't a sort of news media person that everyone would agree is the best. Mm-hmm. In the states you got you know, Fox News, or you've got CNN, and that has become politicized if you watch one or the other. You can't actually trust one because it's fake news, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what um, Sanjay Mera shows us is that, yeah, um, in India, it's the same thing. And...
0: You certainly cannot trust this news anchor. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's a product. Like, the product yeah. is your is just keeping you entertained, essentially. It's not news anymore. Yeah. And even though and, and he, might he be, needs to
0: keep himself relevant, and yeah. he becomes extremely relevant by having an assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. But
1: then he also tries to keep it in the mainstream. I think it's a bit subtler than I was expecting. I mm-hmm. was thinking he would be like Tucker Carlson or something, just a complete ghoul. But it's more a fading older man in the in the workplace who wants to stay out there, stay virile, you know. And do whatever it takes to do so, Mm -hmm. regardless of his job of objective truth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And that's the the heaven level. So it's also sort of corporate intrigue and rich people stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, And then kind of moving down a level, what did you think of the way that the police force was shown? Because they're outright corrupt. Like, all levels of the police, because we we see multiple levels.
1: Yeah, we see, um, oh, it's it's not, it might be CID. There's kind of like a crime branch type thing, but Mm -hmm. then there's also CBI, which is like the FBI, um, you know, national branch. Mm -hmm. And they're all, again, working towards their own ends.
0: Yeah, they're all corrupt.
1: Yeah. And it is one of those situations where, you know, the one honest cop who... It's himself and that's, an asshole and he does is, have to fight the system, which that is fairly cliched, but it does it yeah. in a very entertaining and way. And that
0: is a problem kind of going back to what we were saying at the opening. That is kind of a problem with police shows is no matter how corrupt things are shown to be, there's always like that one honest guy. Yeah. Um, and so while we see that the system real is, police, yeah, we see that the system is rotten from the inside out. Uh, we still have here it's two guys we still have these two detectives that you know even if they're using some measures that are less than honorable we still know that we can trust them we still know that they care about uncovering the truth even if it's for their their own ego
1: though like their 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 motive might not necessarily be you know justice but in order to get their ends they will find justice eventually
0: so I think it's done well I think it has an appropriate shade like number of shades of gray uh but you know i i can see that people not having an appetite for a cop show right now
1: well it does like make you wonder like okay this show does try to be realistic yeah and what it shows you is that this police force is probably not tenable the way it is no i think you got a bit more of that in uh delhi crime Mm -hmm. where um they had to go and be on the riot squad every day yeah. and then go and investigate this horrible rape. Like, it's showing that the bureaucracy and just setup of these uh, organizations kind of breeds um, disdain for the people they're supposed to be protecting. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of Hideo Yokoyama's novel 6-4, which is a Japanese novel about a cop who's actually in the PR wing of a Japanese police force and uh, a child is kidnapped and they have to figure out who did it. Mm. But really the main antagonist is each other, all the different cops. They don't want to lose face in front of each other. Mm. They learn secret things that the other ones were up to and like their own investigations or crimes that the cops had done. And really like, the main antagonist of the book is the police force. Hmm. You could also say this about James Alroy books, like L.A. Confidential. Like, the, the cops are often working at crops purposes against each other, and solving the murder or whatever is often a secondary benefit. Usually they just want to get ahead, they want to get status, they want to get money.
0: Yeah, L.A. Confidential is a good comparison to this, not in terms of kind of tone, uh, but I think in terms of kind of mechanics.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's... Like, James Ellroy writes about cops. And he'll occasionally write about like, a woman who's sleeping with a cop. <laughs> or someone who works in the crime lab uh, in the new ones.
0: Or a cop obsessed with a dead woman.
1: Yeah, well, more than one cop <laughs> obsessed with a dead woman. Or like a, a sleazy newspaper guy. Yeah. They'll do that. So, yeah, he's a good comparison. Because it's, it's often... And often in those books, too, there's like a big weird crime that happens and four different people end up solving a chunk of it. Yeah. And they might not understand at the end each individual person, but the reader knows that, like, here's what actually happened and here's why this city kind of had this happen.
0: Exactly. So I think in terms of mechanics, of plot mechanics, Mm -hmm. it's a good comparison point for this show. Yeah. Um, Because, again, yeah, you have – you're following kind of different threads of – of people investigating what's happening. Cause Sarah Matthews is also trying to figure out what's happening
2: mm-hmm.
0: or, or why all this is. And that's why, why mystery
1: stuff happened. is fun. This kind of thing, because it gives you the viewer, all the clues yeah. and never all of the clues to one uh, person until maybe at the end.
0: I do think the strongest stuff is the central four, um, our little, <laughs> our little kind of ramshackle assassination squad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think uncovering who these people are is kind of is is the central purpose of yeah. of the show, and what we learn about them is is ultimately kind of the thing that the most eye opening and empathetic aspects of the show. It, it I think it leaves the strongest impression, and just mm-hmm. the way that these four people um, are the the prejudice that they face and how they stand in uh, for you know for their own social groups mm-hmm. i think is really important it's that microcosm right that we that we talk about so often and so much of the best kind of indian media or the 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 shows and and movies that try to make a larger statement about society
1: yeah yeah using archetypes
0: you know. yeah so you have a woman who also happens to be transgender so a woman and a member of the lgbtq Plus Who's also homeless at the beginning. Who's also homeless. Chini stands in for a lot. Yeah. You have a Muslim character. You have characters of lower lower caste. So it's it's important to kind of, I think, see that microcosm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It really is something. It's a really yeah, good show. I mean, is. I think it's... Hmm,
2: where it's I rank dark. It? I mean,
1: I probably... I think overall I probably enjoyed Sacred Games more. Mm-hmm. But that just mean That might be because I'm so drawn to the magnetism of Saif Ali Khan and Noazin <laughs> Siddiqui. Because... J.D. Palawal and um, Niraj Kabi—they're really good character actors. They're not movie stars, I think, but that's what you don't want—a movie star in this kind of show.
0: Yeah, I think Sacred Games has kind of flashier camera work and aesthetics. We mm-hmm. haven't really talked much about um, the the camera work here. It's it's impressive. It looks great.
1: Yeah, we say this about all the Amazon shows. I wouldn't say that this one has the kind of... um,
0: It's not as moody.
1: Well, yeah, but it also doesn't have... it's gritty. It doesn't have the bravura sort of um, set piece like uh, the gunfight at the Mm. apartment building in uh, Mirzapur or uh, the gunfight in the alleys in uh, Family Man.
0: It has some great tracking shots when you're following characters, though.
1: Yeah, there's a good chasing that's sort of like a Black Friday. I guess this one's just not so overly flashy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's not as stylized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it looks good.
1: Yeah. yeah. Say what you will about the quality of the Amazon shows, even though everyone I watched gets better and better. I've, I mean, five more shots, please. Four more shots, please. I didn't love. And Mirrors had technical aspects that were good about it but it had kind of a over the top and ridiculous story Ugh, but
0: I hated music for <laughs> like
1: Amazon is really pulling its weight and bringing in good shows
0: yeah Made in Heaven I, I still think it's the best
1: yeah the best and film. Family Man Family Man's really good this one so yeah um, do we want your to your Prime your Prime uh, account might be the place to go if you want a good TV to binge right now
0: uh, do we want to go into a spoiler zone sure because you wanted to discuss some spoilers okay alright play your spoiler music
1: The central mystery is, like, if we said it, it wouldn't actually be that exciting.
0: No, it's not that interesting. Yeah, it's interesting in the way that it. It's, it's how you get there unravels and how you get there and what's really happening. I like that the whole thing is really a MacGuffin, and and what it boils down to is this. Um, Must this love metaf- dogs. Yeah, this <laughs> metaphor from the Mahabharata.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you're not going to watch the show, if you've seen it already, you know that it ends with. Uh, Jaidee Balawal's character figuring out that really they were not there to kill Niraj Kabi at all. Yeah. they um, He was not the target. He was the target, but his wife actually saved his ass. <laughs> yes. By um, by fostering a... Well, not fostering a dog. I think it's a street dog that he she's just taking care of.
0: Yeah, it's a street dog that she's taking care of and that eventually she brings into her home because... She Wants a kid. Well, yeah, she wants a child, but also the the dog kind of calms her anxiety. The dog gives her kind of purpose and meaning.
1: Plus it, it gives her husband hives, so it keeps <laughs> him away. But, um, you know, Abhishek Banerjee will just not... He loves dogs. Yes. He's a trained assassin who's killed like 45 people, but... He believes, as his guru, guru tells him, that a man who loves dogs is a good person. Yes. So he decide, he has a crisis of faith after that and thinks like, well, this guy has a dog. Why? I can't kill him. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. So he gets saved by a complete coincidence.
0: Yes, and this goes back to a metaphor in the Mahabharata called the... Um,
1: Yudhishistra's dog from the Yeah Mahabharata. Mahabharata. Mahabharata <laughs> um, which uh, uh, Jaydeep Alawat kind of does a sort of Columbo thing, like a, oh yeah, one last thing, and then he explains the central (laughs) metaphor of the show and leaves everyone's jaws on the floor and walks away. It's cool.
2: It's great.
1: Um, But this, what is interesting about this compared to Sacred Games and opposed to Mirzapur and Delhi Crime is that it links up religion in an interesting way and sort of nationalism and caste because um, Abhishek Banerjee's character ends up working for this, like, near-legendary Dakowit, Mm -hmm. who is connected to politics, connected to religion. He's basically worshipped as a god. His shoes are worshipped. People in the villages, they want him. And I just find that really fascinating that uh, power, crime, and religion are always linked in these shows. And it's just something that seems to happen. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Well...
0: Yeah, power, crime, religion, and I think ultimately often what these shows are trying to tell us is that there's corruption at the center of all of them.
1: Power, crime, and religion are three sides of the same coin.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the most uh, brilliant statement (laughs) we've ever come up with, but uh, yeah, all societies are corrupt Mm -hmm. from the top down.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that is a big part of this show. Mm -hmm. And only one... Honest cop, I put in a lot of air quotes there, uh, can really tell us what's, (laughs) yeah, the meaning of it all.
1: Yeah, even when we were watching this show, I felt a lot better about that character. Yeah. Because, I mean, he does some pretty horrendous shit.
0: It's interesting how a couple weeks can change your perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, It's a very ends justify the means sort of uh, thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd say that the the central horror at the center of uh, Delhi crime that one affected me more. Like I would be more willing to go to those lengths mm. just because of what they did. Right. Whereas this one, it's kind of a strange crime,
0: hmm.
1: and yeah. it's well, the
0: crime doesn't even happen. The
1: crime doesn't really happen, and it's certainly interesting what happens, but. You know i don't know if it's worth all the police brutality and the lengths that everyone goes to Mm -hmm. in the end once we find out what happened yeah whereas Dilly crime i'm just like yeah hang them those guys kill them all they're all horrible well that's what happened
0: that they are now got they have been hanged
1: yeah it makes you think about your relationship with justice versus revenge right it does yeah yeah all right insightful we're full of (laughs) insights
2: Gina Rossiter, the host of Storylines, a podcast brought to you by Women in Film and Television Alberta. It's a podcast for filmmakers by filmmakers, but it's also a podcast for film and television lovers. We've been speaking with some of the most successful women in film and television with links to Alberta, and we'll hear about everything from how they got their start in the industry I was writing before I could even spell. I think it's in your blood. To getting a behind the scenes look at some of their best projects. Oh yes, it was really difficult to get broadcasters on board. And hearing about some of the obstacles they faced along the way. We're making waves, but there's still some barriers to power and access that we're still facing. These stories of determination and persistence are the storylines that make up these women's careers. Join me, Sheena Rossiter, as we hear from some of the brightest minds in film and television from in front of and behind the camera. Subscribe now to Storylines wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, follow your storylines. We can't wait to see where they lead.
1: On episode 73 of the Edmonton Community Foundation's Well Endowed podcast, they're going all in for youth. On this episode, they learn about All In for Youth. Graduating high school is a major factor in breaking the cycle of poverty. All In for Youth is an initiative that helps socially vulnerable children and youth find success through their school years by providing a range of coordinated supports to them and their families. Tune in to The Well Endowed Podcast as they talk to Annette Mallon, Manager of Community Strategies at United Way, Alberta Capital Region, and we meet two students who have participated in the All In for Youth program. For more information on The Well Endowed Podcast, sponsored by the Edmonton Community Foundation, go to thewellendowedpodcast.com.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. This
1: cheerful, fun episode released at a time where nothing bad is happening. There certainly isn't a global pandemic and unrest um, and police brutality ever increasing on the streets of every city.
0: We'll be back in a week. And uh, what will we be doing, Matt?
1: Um, I believe that this is the one I have to keep studying for.
0: Yes. We'll be doing our mid-year wrap-up episode. Now... It's going to be a little bit different because maybe theaters closed <laughs> mid March, mm-hmm. uh, but we're still going to be talking about all the notable theatrical releases from 2020, and maybe some online releases as well. As
2: we
1: might save those for Netflix and d- n- Dildo. No, no,
0: no. Be- as uh, some films uh, are now debuting online, whereas before they were going to be coming out in theaters, but the pandemic has meant that's not possible.
1: Yeah, it's certainly changing the distribution strategy for everybody.
0: In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show?
1: Well, Bollywoodsforlovers.tumblr.com, facebook.com slash Bollywoodsforlovers, at Bollywoodpod on Twitter. I'm there too, at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S.
0: I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read those out on air. And while you're there, you can subscribe to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. We just released a very timely episode on (laughs) terms of endearment and postcards from the edge. I'm sure it's going to set the internet aflame. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Timely. We want to thank Becca Dahlke for our artwork. Yeah. And you for listening.
1: And me for watching.
0: Sure, Matt.